Hello guys! Well, oh, I shouted to fuck that. <laughs> Hello <laughs> everyone. Welcome back to the Hello. Cyber Athletics podcast. Yeah. Hello. The Hello. best podcast in esports. How does this sound? It sounds like Very ASMR. ASMR-ish. A bit scary. It feels like you're inside me. Not going to overdo that. Uh, well, if you want, only if you want. I don't think my girlfriend would appreciate that. If you can send, I might. Oh, no, would I actually? I would not appreciate that either. Um, Need yes. signed consent. <laughs> oh god. So this one is not entirely themed. There yeah, are a bunch of topics that have gone on, um, but we will package this up nicely in the post and make it seem themed and clickbaity. So thanks mm-hmm. for clicking. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> in it, they're I'm thinking we have a strategy because we'll have, by this point we'll have recorded it. Maybe we know like roughly what we spoke about, so then we can come yeah. up with like a clickbait title. But like at this point now, where we're recording, we actually don't know what we're going to say. Really, I have a couple of topics, no. but the strategy is not there at all. No, the best strategy is no strategy. <laughs> That's in what you say, isn't it? That's what Jeff Bezos said. I think um, uh, exactly. And me and him are both bulbs, so we both have that level of knowledge. That, I think yeah. that's how it works. Um, yeah. But so we've got a bit of Saudi, a bit of not paying people, a bit of public companies failing, a bit of positive Counter Strike. Don't know if there is one, but let's try and think of a positive one. Oh sh- I'll try, yeah, we'll, that's try, we'll try and think as we're going through it. I'm excited for Counter Strike too. That's positive. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited for. Um, Phase clan to be delisted from the Nasdaq. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got, 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 <laughs> got a bit more info on that, which the experts will have known probably, but if not, um, a bit more colour as far as... So their share price is like even worse than when we last recorded. I think when we last recorded, it was like... Well, I can't remember what it was. It was because it's, it's literally oh, still been going down. So it's been below a dollar for ages. Yeah, so that's what it's at now. I think when we recorded, it was either 0.6-odd or a bit higher than that. But it's just been going down and down and down, so it's even lower. Um, Now, the chances of them actually getting delisted, I think, are pretty slim because they get sent basically a warning, like, we're going to start the delisting process, like you're not fulfilling your minimum obligation. Um, At which point, FaZe then has, I think, 180 days to like figure something out, um, at which point they could do a is it a reverse share um, consolidation? What's the name of it? I need to like a wait. I did have it written down. Reverse share split, which is basically where you can consolidate shares. So you say you you do like a ten to one. You take basically ten shares and put them into one, and that boosts the price. So, and I'll, okay, so I'll put you a quote. So that's that's probably what FaZe is going to do based on um, someone I spoke to. I spoke to Tobias, who people know, Tobias Sec, uh, who was an eSports observer. He really knows his stuff. I spoke to him about this and he told me this. Um, yeah, so the only, so remaining relevant and avoiding being delisted are the most common reasons for corporations to pursue this strategy. Talking about a reverse share split. That's from Investopedia. So... Basically, right. that's going to be phases like, well, that's probably what phase is going to do if the, if the share price stays low, which it probably will. Um, and yeah, so it's not looking good for phase, man. It's like really, really bad. Have you looked at their market cap recently? 
Yeah, it's like 30 mil or something like that. It's 30 mil. Uh, so they went from what what they said was a billion dollar first billion dollar organization. They've lost almost a billion dollars in value in like a, in sitting eighteen months since October twenty twenty one. That's next level, that isn't it? And they're not totally um, esports, but it's just, it's it's either way, it's a massive, massive face. But like, thing. if you look at how they like brand themselves these days, if you go on like their social media buys and stuff, it will. It'll say like thirty-seven time esports champions. Like it's right up there. Like they're claiming like esports mm, is a, a valid yeah, thing. Even yeah. though like Rain and Tico are coming out against them recently, which isn't going to help the share price. Like long time like members <laughs> and somewhat founders basically saying like, yeah, esports is not phase. Phase is all about the the creators and like we're not friends. Mm. And I think like Phase Blaze, the one who tried having some sort of music career and absolutely tanked his own career by doing so. Uh, I think he was basically saying the same thing, uh, like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really friends with most of these guys that like temper kicked me out of the house and all this kind of, all this kind of stuff." So, like from the very top, like the 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 creators of the organization, the founders, I guess, who work alongside Lee Trink to make the decisions. Apparently, that's how they frame it, at least. Where I imagine I've got literally basically no control. Um, even they're saying like, "Yeah, phase is not phase anymore." And it's just like, oh, why? Why are you saying this now when the company's almost like bankrupt for fuck's sake? Like, there's no, there's all the times in the world you can say this. Now you're basically just putting the nail in the coffin for the organization. I feel, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because like, yeah, you're not you're not going to get rid of all those and and retain a lot of the fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's I remember uh, I spoke to Lee Trink. It was ages ago, but I remember asking him just about like the esports side of it because I interviewed him for ESI ages ago, and he said the esports side of it gives phase its legitimacy basically was what he said um which i get i'm not saying that's like a bad thing i'm just saying that's how they think about esports like that's how they came up on like the gaming content and then the kind of professional gaming and then and they have won a lot of like honors a lot of trophies and stuff but yeah like they see that as the legitimacy side of it i think uh, whether they still do i don't know that was in like 2021 but yeah um, I wonder if like the crypto scams were for legitimacy reasons as well. Uh, was that <laughs> yeah. part of the strategy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's um, all that hard work in they've esports. Made, oh, they've made so many silly errors, bro. Just know. keeping banks is a huge fucking error. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. man is a walking red flag, and I don't really use that phrase, but no, he's I just an absolute div. Yeah, yeah. So he's just a brand risk entirely. So yeah, everyone's coming out against them. They're they're own brand champions effectively coming out against them. They're <laughs> losing uh, the share price and market cap plummeting. Uh, I checked and this is the lowest their share price has ever been. So they're at a nice all time low at the moment, and Jesus. I don't imagine this is going to be the lowest they ever get to. Um, so yeah, yeah things there's don't another, look good for Phase. There's another thing that Tobias mentioned that they could do. Okay. So apparently the the people that will be most annoyed or like left holding the bag uh, the most are B Riley. So you know the company that were already listed that phase yeah. like yeah um, through the SPAC deal. Um, <laughs> stop. Sorry, stop I it. am ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So they so they um, one option is. They just buy the company outright, yeah, yeah. Um, and basically just 
completely restructure the company, like get a brand new team and brand new board of directors, everything. Like take advantage of the fact that the price is really low. Um, I don't think the yeah, culture really would that. like that. No, if you've got it phase for phase, like get rid of the people. It's the people who make phase basically at this point, like or yeah. with any sort of worth. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, that's like when Immortals owned Optic. <laughs> it's mm. like not my Optic. That would like the whole green wall would just like, yeah, this is this is not right. Yeah, like, right. You can that... say you're Optic, but you're not. So if you've got a bunch of people who Could are happen. not phase running yeah, phase, I don't that's imagine true, it's a smart true. move. Mm. Yeah, that's probably a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. But then again, then you would have like actual knowledgeable business people in charge that would just, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe they don't belong in esports. Yeah, true, true, true. No, no, like knowledgeable businessmen don't <clears throat> operate in esports at this point. You know, what I mean? they get out. A lot of them are leaving, aren't they? Like we spoke Maybe. about that in the last episode where some of the executives in the industry are, uh, are leaving, and if they do, they start doing it at like a greater rate. Yeah, um, and obviously, like about where esports is the biggest departure from esports, which shows that it's dying. Is me. I've got no I'm joking now. Uh, That's <laughs> facts. Nah. Like you know, when I'm gone, it's game over. I think a lot of these brands are happy to see the back here. To be honest, mate. Whatever they're into. But so, how are other public esports companies like Astralis and such doing? I was literally just going to say that. Um, I yeah, know, not it's well. A segue. If you look across, uh, you look across. <laughs> All the, so okay, so put some public companies, yeah. We got Game Square, which is well, complexity. They, yeah, they fall into what I'm about to say a bit less than the others. But so you got Phase, you got Game Square, you got Enthusiast, you got Enthusiast, which is Luminosity and um, Vancouver Titan, Seattle Surge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Guild Esports, uh, the Phase embarrassment that is Guild Esports, Astralis. X1 Entertainment and Rivalry, Which the betting company, is an was Rix.gg. X1. Yeah, well, they yeah, acquired Rix and then basically just like made it disappear. It, it? They just killed it. <laughs> They've done that with like three things. It's like a portfolio company. Like I said, they acquired two Rocket League websites. Um, so Shift, Aurelia, and Octane. Yeah, that's the one. They're, they're, they are the two, I should say. Um, what, so, yeah, so Ricks, what's the other thing that they did? They acquired a talent company, like a Tyrus. gaming talent company, Tyrus. Rebranded it to X1, and that just disappeared. And so if you look at... So X1, this is a funny one to, to look at. So. Do you think they're just money laundering? <laughs> That's a question, not an allegation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, so they're, nothing's happening on the... Um, yeah, I suppose it is. I was gonna say nothing's happening on the share price. It just won't move for days. And it's at like it's at not point not two Canadian dollars. So but it's been that for, for ages. So like I think they're just done. I think that company's just done. Like I said, they, they owe loads of people money. Come their portfolio companies have just kind of disappeared. So I think that's I think they're just done. No oh, dear. Um, yeah, so that's not going well. You've obviously got um Guild, I feel like we're rehashing a little bit on the other episode, but who cares? Not everyone watched that, I guess. Um, Guild had like £1.6 million worth of cash left in the last annual report. Um, 
which and and the the auditors basically said like they need more money otherwise they won't survive essentially um so yeah i, I really don't know what's going to happen with guild it doesn't they brought in any new partners no i don't think uh they just partnered with like an ai company or something oh, to, like talent 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 something not talent scouting I don't even know. I don't, but it didn't. I don't think it screams cash anyway. I think it's just like a partnership. So, but yeah, so they just that's need always been a thing in their financial reports. They would always be like, "We have eighty nine deals in the works." You know what I mean? Like, and most of them will come into fruition. It's like, no, you've sent eighty nine emails. You can't. Like, yeah, I remember reading that last year. Yeah, I. Exactly, and, what you um, just said it's like it's embarrassing that you'd even include that. Is that that can't be common to include that in an annual report? No, and like so, Carlton Curtis left. Uh, the CEO, executive chairman, um, what's his name? I can't remember. I've spoken to him a lot in the past. Uh, Cal Hurd, no. Yes, Is yeah. he, he's left as well, right? He was the CEO. Yeah, he left towards the end of last Michelle year. Michelle Turney left. So, like, leadership-wise, complete change there. From that's either going to be a really good thing or just the nailing the coffin effectively. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know who's taking it over. Do you? A CEO? Yeah, it was like leading. I think, her, I think her name's Jasmine Ski, the new CEO. She's been working with them. She was like, she wasn't full-time for a while. She was like, I can't remember the name of it. Basically like interim marketing, interim chief marketing or chief revenue officer or something like that, I think. Right. Um, Ugh. Yeah, no, honestly, it's 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 chaos. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if it still is. I think it looks to be settling down a little bit, but still, like, what I don't with the cash needs, like, what are they actually going to do? I really don't know. I know they just sold um uh, a female uh, Valorant player to G two. Presuming it was sold and not oh, released. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Giuliano at G two from G two goes and went over to their um CSGO team, which is G two. Oh yeah. Is literally what it is, and um, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is it feels very G two. I respect it in a sense, even though it is minging. Um, yeah, and they, they, yeah, like they needed an IGL, and they um, brought Lass over from uh, Guild. So I wonder if there's mm-hmm. been a bit of a payout there, uh, yeah. which will give mm-hmm. them a little bit of cash. But obviously, restructuring their Beckham deal, which they framed as a positive, which was clearly a result of negativity and things not going oh, yeah. well. Um, oh well, it's yeah. definitely a positive that they got off that deal, but. But yeah, it, it signifies that <laughs> they're properly fucked. <laughs> like if they didn't restructure that, they do go out of business, definitely. Oh, Quite definitely. Good. Just giving him five million a year. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's mad. Um, so I, I think as a world, and this is something we can come back on when it comes true, because it will, that probably in the next 18 months, Guild just dissolves or like gets bought out by uh, XL or something. Off. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they'll just yeah. maybe keep the academy infrastructure or something. Yeah, there'll be. It won't look how it looks right now, I don't think. I don't think no it exists what, uh, as it is. Yeah, no, I don't. I think that. So, there was the whole thing with. They released their annual report, their latest annual report, and it said that they were in the process of raising another round of funding. And then they backtracked yeah. like a few hours later. So, oh, I remember I think, that, yeah. Yeah, so I spoke to someone who basically reckons it could be because they had investors on board and then because they didn't renew um, a couple of sponsorship deals or something or like another reason as well, they got spooked and like backed out last minute. So then they had to kind of re rephrase the annual report 
Um, so they need to, so they are, even though some fucking bullshit about an article I wrote for ESI, they reached out and said, we're not currently seeking another round of funding, but everyone knows they are. They said they were before. And the auditor said that if they don't, they literally won't be able to operate. Despite all that, they said, oh no, we're not looking for funding. Just like really weird and confusing. They are looking for funding and they will be doing a funding round. Who right. who will invest? I, don't, I have no idea. Um, Maybe Michael Owen or something. <laughs> True. Not a bad shout. Mr. Mr. But, uh, yeah, so so I, I think it's it's not like a big brain play to say, you know, they're probably not going to last. Like It, ju- it just makes mm. sense. And mm. we've been pretty much right on I'd say 95% of the predictions we've made since we started recording these little things um, have come true or are looking like they're still going to come true, like they've barely been disproven. So like, uh, uh, they're just obvious things to people who pay some sort of attention, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think some people are overly optimistic about stuff, whereas we've been uh, suitably pessimistic and and yeah. it's proven right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know just with myself, I'm not just a pessimistic person. So if I'm pessimistic about something, it's because I really believe it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not just like a bitter person. I don't think you are either. Mm. So I just... very much am. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, no one I'm thing. I was, well. was going to open this video with something to segue us onto, onto a fun topic straight away. Um, have you seen the um, Esports Illustrated stuff? Yep. Don't look yep. good that. So it's I... Back when I, oh, was it DeSoto or ESI? At one point, maybe in between, like around there, I was supposed to have a meet. Well, I had a call with them and they they wanted to launch it with like me as the editor. And I think they were just going around asking a bunch of people because okay. I know at one point Sports Illustrated went ESPN fucked off out of esports. I know they were offering money to uh, the ESPN crew, Jacob Wolf, uh, Fionn and stuff, trying to get them. So I, they've been eyeing it up for a few years. It's an interesting time to come in now, though clearly it's just basically their branding they're putting on it. It's mm. like it's like Beckham and Guild. It's like it's a non real, it's a non committal, but you you're putting your name against it, which is the risk. But yeah. other than that, you're not having to do any of the heavy lifting. Mm. Um, it seems like that. But like you look at the people they've got in, and they know fuck all about esports. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I want to be positive about it, and and. Yeah, a, a, a new site's coming in and it's hopefully paying people. That's good. I And I want to be positive about that. Uh, it's another place for people to go and write and earn a living doing hopefully good journalism. But let's be fucking real, mate. Like, you just know, you know, 18 months, two years, it's gone. Like, 100%. Yeah. Again, it's another one. Because it just, it always happens with, with this scenario. Yeah. What are they going to yeah. do that's different? Well, that, yeah. Yeah, and 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 as a freelancer, that is like a potential get your money, <laughs> boy. Kind of. Well, yeah, and like no, I've spoken to. It. I think. Sorry I, if I'm effing not, anything up. No, mate, I'm the one that mentioned it. I listen. I may well burn a bridge today, but <laughs> so I first saw this. I heard about it like I don't know, six months ago, nine months ago. I saw it somewhere online, and I was like, "Oh, Sports Illustrated are doing esports. That sounds pretty cool." So I messaged. I emailed. I think the person that's editor-in-chief or like someone, I don't know who, who I messaged, yeah. but I messaged him and I said, well, I just obviously just said like, here's what I've written in the past and like, it'd be cool if I could write for you, blah, blah, blah. And I spoke to him a bit more recently as well. Nothing's really come of it. I sent a portfolio. They said, they said like, oh yeah, good portfolio, but then nothing's come of that. And that was a few weeks ago. 
So, and like, bearing in mind, this was before it launched. So like, I, I mean, I would still write for him for sure, but I've got to be honest, like <laughs> you look at just the, mostly on social media, honestly, the execution is just so, like you said, it's just not going to be around what is presumably Sports Illustrated is funding it to some degree. So like, what, where does this go? Yeah. Where does it go? Like, there's not, the social media is awful. I read one piece, which I think was like a paid piece. I'm not totally against paid piece. As long as it's fucking interesting and like good and well-written. I don't give a shit if it's paid really, as long as it gives me something. It gave me nothing. Can't remember who was paying for it. Um, yeah, it just doesn't look good at all. It's like a proper, so far it looks hopeless. Like really hopeless. Oh, this website's bad. Oh, you're on, you're on. Also, it kind of did piss me off as the assistant editor freelance of Esports Insider, your alma mater, my alma mater. They're calling themselves ESI with like the same color scheme. And they've yeah. even tweeted about it. And it's like, fuck off. Like, I don't be well, funny. Yeah. Like, why would, why would you, I get it. Like you want to make a joke about it. Cause, but like, why would you even. It shows a lack of knowledge. In yeah, the like space, a lack of awareness of the industry, yeah, definitely. Because I tweeted something like "new ESI just new ESI just dropped" and tagged Sam, and they put like dibs, and all of their little cronies and employees went and liked the dibs tweet. And I'm like, right, if you're trying to have a laugh, that's cool, but like, don't actually try and make it serious. In my mind, that was them being like, "Yeah, we're the real ESI." It's like, fam, mm. no one knows you. You will not be around. But yeah. you know, ESI will outlast it. Uh, the real ESI will outlast it. But yeah, to me, I was just like, oh, they just don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's just yeah. what I thought. Like they'd not done research, and if they had, they were too too deep in the branding process to be able to change it. Mm. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean, yeah. but like the I website thought, is piss poor. So I thought it'd be similar, yeah, to like Launcher, where you get people in that are actually like. I mean, I don't know the people's background that are actually running it. The arena group. get get people in that are actually like professionals. You know, like at Washington Post, you've got Mikhail, you've got um, his name Mike, the guy that heads it up. Um, Mike Hume, you've got a couple of others who are like professional, good editors and journalists. I thought that would be the case with Sports Illustrated. Um, oh, to yeah, make it even better, the people that are basically running it for Sports Illustrated call themselves G3. <laughs> oh, so it was G2, it was obviously the failed G4 revival, and these are G3. <laughs> it's a Goldhammer gaming group. Um, right, okay. And they run slots slot games right okay <laughs> what? Uh, and they say they're at the forefront of real money video gaming which oh is a comprehensive gaming solution for regulated skill based on video game wagering and then they um yeah they've got wagerable games and it shows like a jackpot arcade thing in the illustration and then they've got uh esports illustrated these are the people running running it for sports illustrated G three. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's a bit, it is a bit of a, yeah, it is, man, and it is a bit of a red flag that like you and me been in the space. You've been in the space longer than I have, and been doing it at like a higher level for longer than I have. But we've been in the space for a while, and like I didn't recognize any of their names or the people that are doing this. Like there was like one person probably from Upcomer or Dot who was just like right, a news right. writer, and that right, was a okay. Um, yeah, yeah and, like fucking good luck to him. I hope it goes well because I want to fucking get paid by more clients, but don't look good, does it, fam? No. Um, oh, so this eSports website, one of the articles is how to defeat 
some weird name in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So they're going the upcomer route. They're just covering the fucking Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> getting the traffic from there and saying they're an esports publication. And then doing like the best okay. gun to use in COD Model Warfare 2 ranked. Like, bruv. Mm. Like, a clip, but it's almost slightly encouraging that they're doing that because I hate that content and I hate it. I do. But it's necessary. <laughs> yeah, so at least they're not just going all out and like trying to do super elite esports shit, you know? Uh, but they need some of the, like, DeSerto needed a Richard Lewis and needed a Louise and needed me, I think, personally, as, like, a legitimacy thing in esports because Definitely. you've got no claim to esports without, like, some proper esports journalists. Um, the only reason I still... Illustrated needs that, I think, as well. So it could do with you, but, like, I don't think they'd want the hard-hitting financial business stuff from you. I think that... Yeah. want something softer, a more game-based, yeah. you know well, what I mean? You know, you know what I thought it would be, again, just to t- touch on on what I thought it would be beforehand, like, I thought they would, like I said, it'd have the funding of of Sports Illustrated and like have the professionalism of that outlet, and obviously Sports Illustrated is a magazine, so I thought maybe it'd have some, like, the opportunity for some esports magazine-style pieces, you know, like, like deep features and, like, looking mm-hmm. at things from, like, a story perspective written really kind of you know, lyrically, and and, and I'd, I'd fucking I would love to write shit like that, but it's not going to be that at all. It's going to be SEO bullshit, and yeah, and I, it annoys me that they even put the esports tag on it. To be honest, if this is what they're going to do, if they're not going to, if it's not going to be esports, really, yeah. And again, it's just than like Gaming Illustrated or something. It roll, it, it, it's got yeah. that brand. I mean, it's a good name. It almost legitimizes the website instantly by being having the Sports Illustrated name in there. That's you can see why they've done it. Like this G3 wouldn't just create their own website and try and make it work because they couldn't. They're like relying on the mm. brand name of Sports Illustrated in my mind to make it work. It's very true. It's very true. But that is a fun topic, mainly because they call themselves G3. That's the funniest part of it. And <laughs> the fact that, yeah, they're just like, it was an absolute nightmare. Roll out. Let me see where they're at on Twitter now. Well, I can't because it's not linked on their website. Oh, it is in the menu. It's weird. They so they've as their categories, they've got pro, which I think means like esports. <laughs> I think is what it means. And then League of Legends, oh, yeah. Valorant, COD, Collegiate, and Health. Health's an interesting one. But then if you mm, if you look at what's showing up for it, it's not health at all. But yeah, big 702 followers. Uh, engagement rate, oh God, getting a thousand impressions on on their memes. So uh, they've got a long way to go. But again, I welcome websites that are going to come in, try and do things right and pay people. Like I respect that. So I hope mm-hmm. they do manage to make it succeed and produce good stuff and host good journalism. Uh, but you, you see this every six months mm-hmm. and it's just another upcomer, 100% mm-hmm. in my mind. So, they, yeah, I don't know. Wouldn't maybe dot dot or gamers or whatever will take over at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems to happen, doesn't it? Did you want to but, touch on um, Adam Apicella leaving esports? I do not you? want to touch Adam Apicella. He's a big scary man, but we can discuss <laughs> his news. That's fine. Go Did ahead, you want to take, take the lead, or do you want me to? Mm, it's up to you. I thought you might have more to say. I mean, I have some stuff to say on it, but. Um, so you the, know him a bit better than I do. Was it the last episode or the one before? Uh, we recorded two in the same week where I basically said how disappointed I was with with Sundance and with Mike Sepso. 
Uh, and I said, I don't know about Upper Cellar because it seems like he may leave, uh, which I would respect. And while while he's not explicitly said why he's leaving, though he has confirmed he is leaving and will start something new after a bit of a break, which a break will do fucking wonders for him. He's been grinding for forever. Uh, you have to assume... It's, what, it's one of two things, but... So it's either there's no room for him under the new corporate structure, or he doesn't agree with the consolidation slash Saudi ownership. I The way the announcement was written suggests to me that it was his choice to leave. So I don't think it was the former option of ESL face it group slash savvy gaming group slash public investment fund fucking him off. I don't think it was that because why would you not want him? If you've got that company, you want him running it. Like, let's yeah. be fucking real. Like, Indeed. he's the best in the industry at doing this shit. So, he he keeps those people ticking. Like, you can tell he's a real team-based person, like a, a human first. He is a complete grinder, but he takes, cares of, takes care of those around him mm. and, and wants to do things right. So, in my mind, it's, it's a principle-based thing. What Either he doesn't like the consolidation with other tournament organizers and stuff, or, and or he doesn't like the Saudi in, uh, involvement and it doesn't sit right with him. Um, I wonder if he's getting paid out for this since he's like the founder of Esports Engine. Uh, it would kind of be baller to take their money and then tell them to fuck off. He must get a bit of a payout, and I, and I, I, I hope he yeah, has. Sure, I really do hope that might be why it's taken this long because he must have known about the whole waiting for the wire to come in. <laughs> yeah, wire yeah. transfer. Yeah, well, yeah, because like he must have known, he must have, he must have known this was going to happen for for months. Really, unless he was just waiting oh, for like, the financial, uh, sorry, the final um, confirmation on it. Maybe he was still negotiating. Like, well, no, I'll leave when it's announced. But I like, yeah, and, like negotiating a payout. Um, and they're never going to let him take esports engine for himself because that's so much value. That's actually going to be a profitable mm-hmm. company. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure that's a profitable company. Yeah. Like the amount of clients and, and work they were putting on. Yeah. He'd have so, to buy it back, surely. Like it's owned by Bindex, isn't it? So he'd have to find people to buy it back with, presumably. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see the value, too much value in Vindex without without no, no, engine. Exactly. There's the belong mean, infrastructure, belongs, but that's but... spinning out onto its own thing. That's gonna be its own company again. Right, right. So you know what and else? that's failing. So in Apicella's release, he didn't thank Mike Sepso or Sundance to Giovanni. Yeah. Yeah, which he must have had a falling out with him, or maybe he's just really pissed off with him because of the acquisition. I mean, I, yeah, it seems like it's probably the Saudi thing that's that's made him want to leave. Can't believe yeah. you've sold out type vibes. Like this was supposed to be us doing this, yeah, and you've gone yeah. and sold out just when some money comes about. Like maybe maybe we'll find out soon. Yeah, it's, you know, I, either way, I I respect the fella. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm. It's a shame he has to step away from something he's worked hard to build. And I'm sure it's probably out of his control since it is technically part of the Vindex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I hope he's I hope he's got some of that Saudi money and I hope he's fucked him off, like as it seems like it is. I hope he can afford to just chill and do fuck all and relax and really think about what he's doing next. I just realised maybe that's why he waited until the very end because like until the deal is signed... Presumably, he was a shareholder in Vindex, so he will have got an he will have negotiated an exit clause, like exit clauses, to like get a fat payout. That must have been why he waited until the very end. I was saying, yeah, waiting for the wire transfer because be. he's yeah, been doing yeah. a slow rollout for a couple of weeks. Mm. 
with the change what, of bio and stuff, but non yeah, oh, just yeah, like, yeah. oh, I like this quote. And the quote's basically like, fuck you, motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he so, actually made me want to buy the book that he was pulling quotes from, to be fair. It's, it's yeah. pretty cool. Fair play, yeah, fair play yeah, to the geezer. So, and I saw, I saw yeah. that he hosted like all of the original em, like employees of Esports Engine, and then some of the others. I think he said like forty people at his own house, and they had like a local like Halo One or Halo Two LAN. And you see the back, the moment when they win, and you see Upper Cellar, and he looks like the White Hulk. It is fucking insane. It's like that geezer's a mad cut. You don't want to be pissing him <laughs> off. So Sundance and Sepso, let's hope they don't run into him because he looks like he could throw them. Like, you know what I mean, he could launch them halfway across Ohio. It's a, mm. it's a madness. But like, it, yeah, it, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I still respect the history of Sepso and Sundance, what they've done with MLG and Activision Blizzard and building Vindex. Like, I really believed in Vindex in a sense. I, I thought if anyone could like create a new powerhouse company, it's going to be them. Um, but yeah, it, I respect what they've done in the past but now it's just like oh you just you one of the enemies for my money like you've sold out just like just like so many others at this point all the people at esl and stuff uh so that's that's a shame but ultimate respect to to apicella and if i I don't know if anyone else from esports engine is going to be bouncing um we'll we'll have to see on that front i follow a few of them oh you must have some that will follow apicella like, well, I'm sure he's just going to start another Avengers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll have a break and then probably come back and do the same thing. Will it be in esports? I probably will because it's what he knows, and he'll he's presumably, presumably, the a bunch of clients of esports engines will trust Adam more than they trust the company. Like Adam is the company, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so presumably, it's a tough one because a lot of them be- between ESL, Face It, DreamHack and esports engine now presuming they keep the same clients there's not that much market left to go at because no, no, yeah. they've, they've got they've got cs they've got cod they've got halo um you're not getting in at riot to run them as a third party so like there's riot not that many options own... at the top who does riots like white label shit for like the lec and valorant and stuff do you know like it's, do they work with i think they run it in house here? Right, right, interesting. Um, they're obviously like their European regional leagues. They'll partner with like Freaks for You Gaming and mm-hmm. like third parties who are local to that uh, to that kind of region or country. But I'm ninety nine percent sure it's, it's in house. And like some of the design stuff and like the music videos and the marketing content, I guess that LEC do. That's um, that's a white label stuff with like a small like media house, uh, like okay. a, just a media company with a few real smart people. I think they're called like fellow kids might be the agency name or something along those lines. But, um, so they do work elsewhere, but I don't think for like ops and stuff like there's Mm -hmm. like the referees and all that kind of shit, a part of riot. I'm pretty sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, I went to the side note, but I went to the LEC studio in Berlin. Let's talk about some actual esports for once instead of the the business (laughs) behind it. eh? Yeah. I watched the first week back. I think it's, it's spring now, isn't it? Yeah, it must Mm. be. Um, winter. <clears throat> is it not? Winner's just finished. G two won. G two won. Lec won. Oh, split. For some reason, winter ends now. the season for me. But I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know so it was winter, spring, and then obviously summer. Yeah, it, yeah. I was there for the first weekend of yeah of spring, um, and it was really good, really, really good. The studio's sick. Um, Don't hold that many people there, right? 
No, no, not really. But it was, but it was packed. Apparently, G two fans just like buy the whole like buy because I think there are a lot of G 2s based in Berlin. There are a lot of G two fans everywhere in Europe, but especially in Berlin, there are a lot of G two fans. Mm-hmm. So apparently, they just buy up most of the tickets every time. Um, that reminds me of when Drake and Pusha T were beefing. There was a rumor went around that um, Drake bought out like the front the front three um, rows at a, a Pusha T concert and just didn't send anyone. <laughs> so it was just loads of empty chairs. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like so boring. It's like, fuck you lot. I'm so powerful. I've got unlimited fans and resources here, motherfuckers. Uh, nice. G2 were just buying out the, out, out the little venue. Saying fuck you. Were there, were there any like decent like activations from either teams or partners there? Or is it just strictly games effectively? Um... Just the games, there's like, so the audience is, is is obviously like at the back, there's like probably 10, 12, 15 maybe rows um, across. And then you've got, as, you, as you're looking at the stage, obviously you've got the two teams, you've got the really like beautiful screens and like motion like effects and stuff that come on, like if they, like, you know, fucking kill Baron or whatever, like different, as soon as something happens, like colors change, it's proper nice. And then to the right, you've got the casters, and then where shocks, where they present before the broadcast, if that makes sense, not before the broadcast, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, they're not there. I don't know where they were. They must have been in the building somewhere, but I didn't see them. Okay. What, what question did you ask me again? I was actually going to try. I was just saying, if, did any teams or partners <laughs> of like the league activate? Nah, during nah. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I saw logos, really. Wait, I must Mad. be sure. Because you watch like an ESL event, like when they were... They probably still are sponsored or partnered with DHL, but like they would go through and like do some really cool shit there back in back like yeah. 2019, 2020. Maybe, like, maybe I just feel like it's like a, maybe because it's like a weekly thing, the brands yeah. don't bother activating every time. There might be like in the it's other room where you can get that's where the eyes are anyway. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And where you get like food and drinks and stuff, they had like a massive barren. Um, figure and like different things like that. I'm trying to think if any of that was branded. I don't think it was. Because um, there's still spot, uh, partner with Kit Kat for like a take a break activation when there's a technical pause. Like the should uh, I think they were partnered with Pringles at one point. And there should be the food room should be packed with that mm. stuff. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. these are the super fans who are coming to visit a lot of the time. Who are there week in week out? Those mm. are the people I think as well. You can like really make an impression True. on. But, yeah, I should have I should have made a point of looking out for that stuff. You were just I there for the vibes, bro. Like, it was fine. I was there for the vibes. I was also hungover as fuck. So that seems to be like a uh, almost a trend. Uh, I just you know, like, <laughs> well, with me drinking just... coffee or hungover. Like, it's true. Just to deal with my problems. Living the dream. I wish there are many. Living the dream. Yes. <clears throat> but yeah, fucking hell. So. Yeah, but that's cool though that you actually got. See some East Bosch. Uh, I also watched the Berlin game, which no one will care about watching this really, but respect. That was really good in How the Olympic that? Stadium. Uh, really good. The atmosphere was sick. A lot of empty seats because the stadium's huge. Mm. Um, but the atmosphere was fucking unreal. But, yeah, it was. It was good, man. Like I said so at I've that point, I was really hungover, so it was a bit shit. I, I've got that a question. The, the comparing the fans. Uh, the LEC versus the Berlin footy match, which set of fans seemed the most socially awkward? Hmm. <laughs> That's a serious yeah, question. It's uh, definitely the fucking esports fans, mate. But I also, okay. you know, what I, I, you know what I thought? I thought I actually really like 
the atmosphere and like the culture at esports events. Every time I go to one, I'm like, I love this. I feel like everyone's a bit, because I'm a bit, I'm not the most fucking outgoing person, really. I'm a bit like, I don't, I'm just in myself. I'm introverted. And everyone else seems to be. And everyone's like, but when something happens, they'll go mad and then you'll sit back down. And just be like, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> a bit crazy. Yeah, that was sick. And like, yeah, it's it's cool as well being amongst other people because I like I watch League of Legends. I don't always know. I mean, I know I know enough about it. I don't always know when something happens what to watch out for. So watching it with other people that do every little thing they react to in in unison. Do you know what I mean? Right. Okay. That's cool. So that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. It enhanced the experience a little bit. Cool shit, man. So I, I think. One more topic to round out this episode. Yeah. Uh, it's relevant to what we've discussed in the past. It, it feeds into it. And that's the impending arrival of what is trademarked as Counter-Strike 2. So I believe it is going to be called Counter-Strike 2. And they've yesterday they had in their Twitter header five logos. This time, they have today they have four as of recording this. So I assume tomorrow will be three. The day after that will be two. So I think we're probably four days out from the beta being released is oh, the, the, the theory. I think so. Right, okay. So, yeah, Richard, big old Richard Lewis, broke it. He went, went independent, broke it straight away. Absolute fucking bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the first, like, actual credible report, like, piece of evidence, anything, on CS2. Uh, has always been rumors of, like, Source 2 coming out, um, a new platform for the game. And it it produces a bunch of questions on the business side, which mm. lead into what you said before. So uh, I know you said like the the impermanence is that a word of like yeah, yeah. games like football's been around for fucking so long, whereas a game can just come and go out of nowhere. Like Valorant mm-hmm. can come in and shake up how CS:GO is. Like CS2 yeah. can come in and potentially just replace CS:GO out, out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like if Valve were just like, yeah, we don't permit anyone to compete on this game anymore. You have to play the new one to market that. Like that, yeah. that can happen. Like they don't give a fuck, do they? So and that they don't crossover, care. yeah, that crossover period could really hurt CS2 because like, what if some players test the new game? Like, I actually don't like that very much. Let me go and play Valorant instead, or fucking another one. Um, yeah, so it's a yeah, it's a risk, man. And like the publishers will always prioritize that. They'll always prioritize a new game or a new version of a game mm. because they care way more about their bottom line than they do about esports. So do the skins cross over from CSGO to mm. Counter Strike Two, where people put thousands of thousands of dollars in? You know what I mean? There's there's so many different questions about this, even from like a casual front uh, casual like what if the game is shit and bugs to hell? It's a beta, so like typically Things are not going to go great. They've got to stress test it. Also, CSGO's still breaking records for like concurrent players. Like I think it broke one like a week or two, maybe two, three mm-hmm. weeks ago, where it was like 1.2 million people, I think it was, like playing all at once. Like it's still breaking records. It's so it's at the height of its relevance and popularity. Like it's got a decent esports structure around it, even though most of it's owned by one company now. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's it's at a point where it's like this is not uh, CS:GO is the opposite of dead. It is thriving, generally speaking, and they're gonna bring a new version in. Which, as we have to see the extent of how uh, how it replaces CS:GO, if there's a slow rollout, um, if there's concurrent scenes, competitive scenes running for it, um, 
And that's a really big shakeup because some people who are going to be really good at CSGO may just fall behind a little bit when it comes to CS2. You never know. Like we don't know the nuances of the game, and and if it's on a new engine and stuff, like maybe there's new movement involved, or like you you never know what it could be. I just think there's a huge shakeup coming, and it really speaks to a point you've made a few times on the show about like the fact, (laughs) almost the flippant nature of esports, where just one day it can be here, the next it can be gone, and and who Mm -hmm. knows what comes from that. Exactly. I saw somebody actually. I I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm not old enough to have played like fucking Source in 1.6 religiously. Like I've never really had a PC going back that far. Um, but like there were people saying that there were players that were really, really like the, some of the best in the world on maybe 1.6 or Source. But like when it went over to the to CS:GO, <clears throat> I think a lot of that changed. I think there are some players that you think of as being like really good in one, and then when the transition happened, they were less good in in the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that could yeah so like how do you know that something so little might be the trigger it might it probably won't be but it might be it could easily be the trigger to um yeah i don't know just a, a chain reaction of people kind of not being as interested in the esports scene of, of counter-strike you know? yeah and i mean mm-hmm. among the top of like the very elite it's, it's the minutia that separates the best people if you take out simple and like monacy for example like and, and Nico, in a sense, like those like like unreal players where they've got something else. But like mm-hmm. among the top, it's almost like it's it's the in-game knowledge, like knowing a new strategy and like putting in the hours to to like iteratively build on your strategy and work out, okay, this is how this team has always played. Like we need to do this against them, whatever. Like you're starting from a fresh slate, like from absolute scratch, presuming as new maps or even just the new the new system, the new engine comes in, like like that resets it all. So there's bound to be new, like fresh blood that comes through. You know mm. what I mean? Like, and, and it, for a while, it will just be the simples of the world who have just got those mechanics down, like beyond like anything else. Like you just can't match it. Who are just going to absolutely wreck it until the nuances of the game can actually like shine through. Unless mm. it's played entirely on existing maps. <laughs> and it is basically just a, an updated version of CSGO. But with them, stripping the global offensive part and calling it CS2 and it's on a new engine, I have to assume there's going to be new elements to the game. There's going to mm-hmm. be fresh maps, surely, even if it's a handful. Uh, there's still some existing maps like a Dust 2 or maybe they bring Train back or something. Um, I just think it's going to be a really rocky period. Uh, a very interesting one to see because we saw Overwatch to Overwatch 2. Basically, every, the structure of the esports scene stayed the exact same. They just brought in a new game. Whereas... We don't know how this is going to go. Uh, as I've seen to you before recording this, like we've got the Louvre agreement for the ESL Pro League. What if that is very strictly in the contract speaking about global offensive? What if global offensive disappears, Valve no longer permit play on it, and then CS2's in? Do those deals stand? Does it matter? Like what? I, I we don't know how it's going to affect like the business side of stuff on like a boring level. I guess like the real granular level of like mm. how these things are set up. Um, will ESL honor contracts or make like forced buy-ins again? Like if if it did go that way, like there's so many different things that we're going to see. I think I have to assume it's going to get quite messy. Uh, mm. It's exciting in a sense to change things up, but I also think CS:GO as a game was in an amazing place, and it's still great to watch. Um, 
So it's a it's a it's a really weird one, but I think we don't have too long to wait until we start seeing the ramifications of it. Because yeah, I think as of recording this, it's out in four days. The beta at least maybe they wait until it's full release. But games seem to be they get released and then just iteratively improved until they're at a point where people love playing it, as opposed to here's the beta mm-hmm. and in two months we're releasing a full game. Like mm-hmm. it don't really go that way anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, to risk and it'll have implications for esports, definitely. So, again, I just wanted to bring it up because it, it feeds... One, it's very interesting to see what will happen. And two, it feeds into what you've been saying before where I'm like, well, like, the big titles aren't going to go anywhere. Like, And then just mm. out of nowhere, like, CS2 coming and it's like, oh, shit, how is this going to change things? Um, yeah, I really just on... hope it doesn't fuck the franchise on a competitive level. That's I really mm. hope it doesn't. It's, yeah, it's the I best think... esport. It's the best esport. Yeah, it should be all right. I think you probably will. I think... Like the optimist's view is that you execute this really well. It's basically the same, but just better in like every way that matters. Better graphics, better better everything, um, more nuanced. It boosts the player base, therefore boosting the esports viewership and things like that. Um, skins they might completely revamp and like add more. Like it could it could like double the game size like uh, people love it that are purists this could bring in new people that that have never that are younger that have never played counter strike uh-huh. um you know like my some people that play valorant regularly will think oh yeah i'll try that and then they play it and they're like wow this is well better than fucking valorant jesus christ um so yeah no it's it, it's exciting i think it probably these are probably like you know very bitty picky um, things about the contracts and stuff that probably uh-huh. aren't going to be an issue in reality. But like you said, you just don't know. Yeah. So we'll They're the parts sure. that I find interesting as a, yeah, yeah, me too. a little esports business nerd. Like Those are the bits that interest me. But uh, I think people come to us for that stuff generally. I can't give you the yeah. best takes on the actual like casual gameplay and stuff. Besides, I hope it's good. I will not be playing because I don't play games like that anymore. But, you know. Um, yeah, is there anything else we want to discuss before... El Rapo in it upo or Let me have a little look. Nah, I don't think so. I think we're good. It was sweet. I wonder if they were planning CS2 before Valorant came along, or if they were just gonna keep CSGO chugging until the natural competitor came and then go, mm. Oh, okay, now it's on time to unleash the weapon. That's a really <laughs> good question. It's a really good question, genuinely. Maybe I one think. day we'll get an answer to that, but I don't know if Valve are yeah, very yeah. interview friendly. <laughs> like they're quite reclusive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're definitely reclusive. Fucking hell. Mm. But if that's if that's it, then we will end it here. So yeah. it's quicker for me to export and upload. <laughs> I, still of I, st- I still don't know how we're gonna angle the clickbait, but I guess we'll figure I think, it out. I think CS two. I think that's like reaching maximum pre-launch high. Okay, and you have a lot of viewership crossover with the likes of Richard and Thorin, so it's probably a good idea. Yeah, so we will do that. I will chuck some stuff at you, but that's something we can discuss after this, so there we go. We've been recording with you, mate. I hope your job's going well. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's good to see that you got back in one piece. Love you too. And let's record again soon. <laughs> Said that through gritted teeth, then. Love you too. Ah, it's hard, and, uh, man. Like, it's hard. It's hard, but we got there. I need to, <laughs> I need to, to watch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers. Peace.